Hey guys, if you love listening to our podcast, then you're going to love the pictures at wrestlersorwarriors.com. Tony Rotundo is a great friend of ours and his photos are fantastic. Go see him for yourself at wrestlersorwarriors.com. That's wrestlersorwarriors.com. All right. <clears throat> Whoa, we are back for the 27th episode of Home Mad Advantage. I'm Sam Herring, joined today by Jude Swisher and Jacob Hoogley for another whiteboard war. We're going to go Ohio State versus Penn State. Super excited for this one. We got some we got some diversity here. Um, wait, wait for the end uh, to hear the an- answers, but um, there's some diversity in this, so we're going to have some good arguments, and uh, yeah, hopefully I mean, this will be a good show. In the red. Jacob Hughley in the blue, Jude Swisher. Oh, yeah. Step Wouldn't on have the it line, shake hands. Get ready to go. Okay. So, hi, guys. I'm Jude Swisher. Uh, let's start at 125 and, and get right into it. So, Ohio State, Penn State, it's this weekend. It's at the BJC, which is a really cool environment. They got fire that shoots up. It's, it's very cool. Um, but... It, right now, it looks like we're going to go off WrestleStat for our matchups, um, but it will be Brandon Meredith, unranked, versus Malik Heinzelman, who is also unranked. Um, but also, they were talking about on Flow Wrestling Radio Live today that it might not be Malik, might be one of the Coons brothers, uh, Dylan or Brady. I think it's it, it would be Dylan, right? Yeah, probably. I um, think Brady Brady's smaller, I believe. Uh, but maybe, yeah. I think yeah. I think Dylan's been the one like the starter, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. who knows? And so they we we don't know if they'll they'll make an appearance for this duel. They haven't wrestled. Uh, they haven't been the starter for the past couple duels. I'm pretty sure, or, or maybe not at all. Um, and I know that Heinzelman recently said uh, in an interview that he was planning on wrestling here in State College. So. I think it's pretty safe to assume that it will be Heinzelman. And let's go into the picks. Sam Herring, who do you got? I've got Malik Heinzelman by decision. I think it's a good matchup. Like, you see both these guys are unranked. Um, but, I mean, it's a great matchup. I think Brendan Meredith, is, Meredith might be a little over or underlooked uh, just in his skill. Uh, I think he has some uh, capability to to do well. He's knocked off Devin Schnupp. Um and for Michael Kolioko. Yeah. Yeah, he did knock off Kolioko, who's uh who's pretty solid freshman out of UPenn. I, I don't know. Uh I think Malik Heinzelman, he's so good at getting in on shots. And watching his match with McKee, um, it was just evident that he really struggles with finishing his shots. But I'm sure cleaning this up, uh, he can do well. And because e- like he gets in on everybody's legs, and he gets in deep and great position, but he's just has really struggled finishing. And that's a position where we haven't seen Meredith really capitalize. A lot of times guys will get in on his legs, and he kind of gives up the takedown pretty easily. I think it's a really good matchup for Heinzelman. He dominates a hand fight. And, uh, yeah, I think it starts off with the Buckeyes taking a 3-0 lead. I think that, I think that Meredith – like you said, he's underrated. He's knocked off some pretty good guys. Uh, you know, obviously, he's not having the greatest season, but that's because he's in the Big Ten. 
you know, it's the toughest conference for a reason, right? Everyone he wrestles is is all American contender. Um, so I, Meredith has a lot of skills. He's in the Penn State room, um, and if you're comparing the records, both Meredith and Heinzelman are actually they're actually pretty similar. You know, they have similar wins, similar losses. Um, that's why I'm going to take Meredith Edge here in uh, in BJC. Hold I think up, it'll be close. Hold up, why? You just said they have similar records, and then you're like, that's yeah. why. Right. Well, why I mean, why think? not? Why can't you? Well, by that I, logic, Mer- why not take Heinzelman? Why not take? Where's Meredith? the line? Heinzel- Heinzelman has better, or not Heinzelman? I mean, Meredith has better wins than than uh, than Heinzelman does with Kolioko. Um, so Heinzelman is eight and six against common opponents and Brandon yeah. Meredith is one and nine. So I'm looking at, I'm not sure where you're getting that because Heinzelman is, has, uh, Kolioko is like his highest win. Um, Malik Heinzelman has knocked off Diagostino. Mm-hmm. In 2018, uh, he, dude. <laughs> he's still beating him and, and, and like he's right. had a good season. Um, he hasn't. Yeah, he's had a worse season than last year. He's had a worse season, but I mean, this dude. I mean, ha. Ah, I don't know. By by your logic, though, it should lean Heinzelman. Okay, maybe, but I think that they are both evenly matched wrestlers, mm-hmm. and I think it's gonna okay. be at home for Meredith, okay. and I think he's gonna be a. I think he's gonna be prepared, and I think he's gonna get the tub, the W. All right. I understand that. So, so you're thinking it's BJC not like an, effect. It's like, not like an outrageous home. pick. No, it's, it's not. not like, it's not like stupid. Like, of course, Brandon no, Meredith no. won this match. Um, but I also wouldn't be surprised if Heinzelman won too. So. Yeah, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. I just didn't understand like your reasoning directly, but I get it. Uh, home, home, home night advantage is a big deal. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I uh. See. So. I mean, looking at it for me, I think that, like you're saying, this is kind of a up-in-the-air pick. I mean, you could go either way, and, and this match could go either way. Um, for me, it's just picking the um, you know, the guy that's been around a little bit longer, that's done it a little bit longer. Um, and, you know, when when Malik loses, aside from, you know, Spencer Lee and then a loss to uh, Nick Aguilar, 14-1, to um, when he loses, he loses close, right? It's two, three points. Right. Um, and so he's in every match he's in with those elite guys, you know, with the, uh, you know, beating Michael Diagostino, obviously that was, you know, two years ago, but he's beat some high guys. He's, you know, lost in sudden victory to, to Drew Hildebrandt, um, you know, right there with Eric Barnett. Um, there's some, some big names Mm -hmm. up there that he's been right there with. Um, I, for me, it's not like a, oh, I don't like Meredith thing. It's I've seen more of Heinzelman and I, have seen i've liked what i've seen out of him a little bit more um than meredith where it's i mean yeah he's been around for you know most of this year but it's it's still more of an unknown for me than than Heinzelman. um and then also exactly what sam said earlier heinzelman can get in on the legs kind of at will um mm-hmm. and you know, i think that's a that's going to be a a strength for him in this match and so i just i have heinzelman winning by decision um but this this one could go either way Mm-hmm. And like they also said here on FRL, we're a lot of callbacks so far early in the episode, but um, this is one of the key matches that Ohio State's going to need to take if they want to win this dual meet. 
You know, they got to get oh, this yeah. one. They got to get 41. They got to get 57. You know, they got to they got to um, take these matches. So uh, it's crazy. Win, that is, win the close like, you have two huge programs, two storied programs, um, you know, highly, highly ranked guys, number one ranked guys on each side. And this duel is going to be decided by a match like this one where <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> neither one ranked. Yeah, it's crazy. Um. But I, I, going back to like what I was talking about with the with the finishing thing, the fact that Heinzelman gets in on legs so consistently, um, I think the time off that he's had recently, since that McKee match, he hasn't really wrestled much, and uh, I really think he's been spending a lot of time cleaning that up, and I feel like that's just that small adjustment where he cleans up his finishes, and uh, and he can really open up his offense and 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 dominate if he gets to that point obviously he won't be dominating uh everybody but like the jumps that he can make are are gonna be huge if he cleans up that finishing game yeah, yeah. absolutely if finishing is really big especially at the highest level if you can get to legs and consistently finish then you you can consistently win matches um interesting thing about meredith is that he actually is underrated in in scrambling too he can he's really good at um at especially on single legs, he can spin around, get to that far ankle, extend positions. Um, so hopefully, it it should be a pretty pretty good match. Hey um, Jude. Hey Sam Harry. Ha- have you ever wrestled with him at NLWC? I have wrestled with Brandon Meredith uh, several times, only freestyle. Uh, yeah. In part there, maybe I actually I don't want to tell any secrets. <laughs> I'll let you guys imagine what Brandon Meredith does to me. <laughs> Jacob, Jacob, classic NLWC, hide everything, no secrets. Hide everything. Yeah. Can't see. Exactly. No, no, don't look. I was surprised that we saw that video the other day on BTN. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that state one. Yeah. That was crazy. That blew my mind. That's. Hey, Kale's getting a little more uh, lenient, I suppose. Let's yeah. meet you guys in. He's like, hey, all right, you can look at this stuff. I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. What do you guys think about that? Let's go on a tangent. What do you guys think about Penn State keeping it closed? Like, um, I can see on one hand it's like, like we don't want to show you our secrets, right? right. We're the best in the country. We don't want to, we don't want to disclose what we're doing. We like dominating people. On the other hand, from the fan perspective, it's got to be the most inter- interesting place in the world to watch wrestling. It's got to be up there because there's there's so much intrigue. About right. what goes on behind those doors. I think it's also a recruiting tool because, you know, as a guy in high school coming point. up, you know, looking at all these colleges, you look at Penn State and you're like, wow, they're having so much success. How? Like, what's going on? And yeah. so if you're one of those top guys, you want to at least take that trip and see what the heck's going on, you know? And right. so I yeah. feel like once, once Kale gets you in the room, it's probably pretty hard to tell him no. Yeah, especially if he's interested in you. Like, man, I can only imagine. Yeah. Be awesome. Um, yeah, I I was just thinking about this actually the other day. I listened to that uh, 25 minute interview that Mike Mal did with Yanni. Um, and I was just thinking like he is so open to how he thinks and what he's working on in practice, mm-hmm. and he just is so open to everything. Like he just tells everything that's going on with him. Um, and I think that's his personality. That's, uh, a thing that he values is just being authentically vulnerable and that helps him. 
But with a guy like Kale, his personality, a guy like Kale, Bill Belichick, guys like that, uh, their personality is the total opposite. They keep stuff hidden, and uh, and that's how they work. And I I can totally understand both sides of it. Um, yeah, I, I think it makes sense, both sides. And uh, I'm not going to discredit Kale for, for not telling anybody his stuff, and then I'm not going to discredit Yanni for, for being too open. I just think... Whatever uh, makes them perform at the best, that's 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 what I'm glad to see. Um, and that that BTN thing that they did the other day was really interesting. I've never heard some of that those training philosophies that they have. Um, the thing that I've heard from David Taylor is like um, Jude, correct me on this, um, but what is it? He's never done more than a 75 minute practice. Yeah, I I think that's that's what they said, but they I know that they definitely keep it keep it short. I've also heard that um leading up to nationals they'll just take lots and lots of days off like like with the mentality like the work's already done you know in in, in the week before ncaa's you're not going to be that you're not going to get that much better of a wrestler there's not very many growths you can make in one week for the biggest tournament of your college career so you know why not just be loose why not be ready why not feel yeah. good and then perform good yeah i think I, but I think it's really cool to compare that. So comparing the 45 minute or the 45 minute to 75 minute practices to when um, the Brands brothers used to go into the Iowa wrestling room and just wrestle all day long, and and Tom Ryan went in there at night over arguing about a hockey game, and they would they would just wrestle all night until one of them quit. <laughs> like comparing that and the uh, the take the week off take take days off leading up to the nationals to the Steiner brothers, not taking a day off of three a days for eight years or however long they did that. Uh, just comparing that. Cause they're both methods to success. Evidently like Penn state has success and Iowa has had success and just comparing those two is, is really cool that you can see you get to success so many different ways. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a special thing. All right. But on to 33 on a 33. <laughs> No more talking. Um, yeah, so this one's a this one's a great one. Um, in some ways, to me, it's fascinating. Uh, these guys are both so slick, and you look at it like on paper, number four, Roman Bravo Young, unranked, uh, Jordan Decatur. Obviously, this is really, really one-sided, and I believe we're all gonna take bonus points in this one. But at the same time, they're both so athletic. They're both so slick, and. Uh, I could see this met like Decatur sneaking three takedowns on RBY and RBY getting like eight takedowns, <laughs> just like just takedown flurry. Like these guys, this is gonna be an entertaining match. I have no doubt about that. These guys both have the capability to to throw the kitchen sink at each other, and uh, I I think I think that RBY is in much better shape. I think he is more seasoned and. His technique is that much crisper, and he's going to be able to out-wrestle Decatur. And I'm picking a bonus point in this one. Um, I'm going to take RBY for a major decision, but, uh, again, this is this is going to be a really, really fun match to watch. I think he can major. I think also, do you think there's any chance that they, like, just come out and they're just super cautious, and they're just like, I don't want to. I'm not no. gonna shoot or anything. Oh, it's just so, so, it's just gonna ha- it's just start happening. I don't think that's in RBY's DNA. 
did a pretty good job against Alvarez. Actually, I That's think it was, was Alvarez say. being. I think it was Alvarez being defensive. There was a lot of times well, where. Can Decatur do that? I don't think we've seen it. <laughs> Decatur's gonna need to. Decatur's gonna need to because I don't think he has the gas tank to hang with RBY for no. seven minutes. Um, but you know, like that, you bring up a good point because I I say these guys can throw the kitchen sink at each other, but they're not the biggest gunslingers. Um, what they are, are really slick, athletic wrestlers. And so the the technique involved in every single flurry is going to be interesting no matter what the score. Um and I've actually like disagreed with this on with disagreed with this um with you Jude before is just like mm-hmm. we I bring it back to like Greco is what we've talked about and, and how Greco uh, isn't as interesting to me. Um but you you really enjoy watching Greco cuz like the little battles involved in the hand fighting and stuff and I totally understand that. And this is one of those situations where the score could be 2 to 1 and it's literally just like a stalling point and two escapes. Um and I could be fascinating with the entire match just because the elbow control involved, just all the technique that these guys have in their toolbox is going to be amazing to watch. I just hope that they just go all out. I hope they tech each other. Yeah. At the same time, so, 30 points. <laughs> I I don't see as much of a chess match in this one. After seeing what DeSanto did to Decatur, um, I think, well, first of all, I'll back it up a little bit. Obviously, DeSanto has an incredible pace, right? But I think oh, that yeah. kind of overshadows RBYs. Right? I think RBY also has a very high pace and is able to score points um, <clears throat> very quickly. And I... I I can see him doing similar things to Decatur. Um, I think that I think it's almost certain that Decatur is going to come out and get a takedown because he's done that on every single top <laughs> yeah. guy. Um, but even with that, I, I see you know him coming out there, you know maybe getting a takedown early, um, and then why just putting it on him, showing who's the better guy, um, and can you know. I think it's pretty apparent that Decatur still kind of has gas tank issues. Um, and I think a guy like RBY is going to take advantage of that and push the pace. And um, I think it's kind of okay if he gives up, you know, some points, especially if he gets taken down first. I feel like when you, when you get taken down, it kind of throws caution to the wind. Um, and then, you know, he's just going to be all out for the rest of the match. Um, I'm taking RBY by tech because of the, the gas tank issues for Decatur. Okay. Um, and the pace that I've seen from RBY. Oh so. man, Penn State Jacob all the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Picked one. I wore the shirt for you. You haven't even said anything. Oh, I was just I literally just noticed that. Jacob's wearing yeah. a, a very hideous Ohio State Buckeye shirt. So ugly. Oh, so yeah. gross. Um I don't know what Sam's wearing. <laughs> I'm wearing Croft Institute. It's like a international studies at the University of Mississippi. Wow, this is really, really great radio. I'm sure people <laughs> care a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm going to take RBY by major. Uh, I don't think he's going to tech Decatur. I think it's possible, but I don't think – I don't know. It's just not as likely as a, as a major. I think a major is something that can happen, especially because we're assuming Decatur goes out and gets a couple takedowns um, because – they're just going to get in these, these scrambles and stuff. So, RBY, 
four, plus four points for Penn State. My score is seven to zero. Sam, what you got? I got the same. Well, no, I got like I got flipped as you, but I got the same for this match. So right now I'm four to three in favor of the large cats. I am five to three. Large uh, cats. I went. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I I. I went with the the tech here to try to give Jude's team a little bit better shot at winning the duel, um, but you know we'll see. A little bit better, yeah. Okay, okay, buddy. Um, all right, <laughs> guys, I want to do something crazy. Let's skip forty-one and we'll come back it, to it. Last match, at round off with one forty-one okay. because all it right. is cool the that. best match of the night. Gosh, all right. I don't know. Guess Tank Gary could put it on. <laughs> Gas tank Gary, Gas, he can blow up the BJC and make it the best me, best night of the match. He uh, is not best match of the night. He is not in the gas station. We only have sheets. In, uh, I love sheets. I love she, sheets. Sheets. It's the best gas station. It's the best. <clears throat> There's it doesn't get better. Hey, uh, Jacob, you don't have any in North Carolina, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Do you? We do. You have mm-hmm. them. Oh yeah. Oh, it's so Did you know Sheets were so um, founded in Altoona, PA? Altoona, PA. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. You knew that too. Well, welcome to Gas Tank Radio, hosted yeah, by <laughs> Sheets. My God. Spot sponsored by Sheets. Sponsored by Sheets. All right. FRL sponsored by Casey's. We're sponsored oh, by Sheets. That. It's the gas station. Oh, hey, at Sheets. At Sheets. Get, get I don't have the pool that Ben Askren does. Yeah. Maybe. Well, it's worth a try. Sam, send a tweet out live. Sounds like we're all close to them. So we should Not just me. host. We should, oh, man. I was going to say we should just host our next podcast all sitting in a sheets. <laughs> okay. All right. That sounds great. Sam, send a tweet. Like, right this second. Everyone gotta, go like it. I got to drive. We'll talk about. To happen. We'll talk about 149. All right. 149. Um, it's Sammy Sasso. It's Jared for clearing. Jared had a, a close match Don't against Pat over. Lugo. Um, and yeah, oh, hey, he almost beat uh, Brayton Lee. He almost beat Brayton Lee. He beat Cole that Martin. Was so close. He's steadily on the do, 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 he's, do, do, yeah. he's working up there. He's um, getting up. better, man. He's getting better, yeah. I just think he needs that offense because when he goes, it. when he he's goes, he it. goes. But he cannot keep these close matches because he can't squeak them out. You know, mm-hmm. if he's having close matches with everybody, you're gonna win some, you're gonna lose some. But if you have a consistent offense, you can you can uh, at least get points on the board. I that's, think that's what's my biggest interesting, thing. What's interesting about Verclaren too is that everyone seems to know that he's a Greco guy, um, and even if he's not like the most accomplished Greco guy out there, he whenever you see him get into those ties with even some of the better guys, you see them really like They're pulling like, back and trying to get out. Shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interesting because so interesting. I, yeah. He doesn't. He hasn't had very many th- throws in his career, actually. So he yeah. had his debut against Kent State last year. He hit a big headlock yeah. and pinned the guy like big. It was it was a big or maybe it was a body lock. Um, but then since then, like you know, against Lehigh this year, he had an attempt in overtime, and it didn't go well for him. Um, but he gets into a lot of these like control controlling Greco ties. And guys kind of panic a little bit. It's interesting to see. Um, yeah. But if you yeah. can use that to your advantage, that would probably be better. All right. But I think Sasso 
think he's too good right now, guys. As good as as Jared Verclearn's getting, I think I'm going to pick Sammy Sasso plus three over over uh, Jared Verclearn. But I don't think it's going to be more than a decision because uh, Jared is he's really good at keeping it close. Like we saw it against Pat Lugo. What was it, like a four point? It was like five to one or six to two or something yep. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think that, you know, Sammy obviously has the ability to put it on people. Um, but we, you know, him being in his freshman season, we haven't really seen the consistency of him being able to really go out and bonus people, you know, mm-hmm. match after match. Um, and so with that kind of inconsistency of, you know, he, he's not really dominating everybody like you know spencer we all expect spencer to go out there and major tech pin everybody right yeah we don't we haven't seen consistency like that yet out of sammy um and along with that i think we all know jared mclaren is a really good wrestler and he's his stock is rising like you said right right? so he's he's on the up and up and sammy obviously number one guy in the country right now um but i you know I could see it being like a like a seven two or like a kind of a lopsided decision, um, but I don't see it getting into the major territory. So I'm gonna go Sammy. Yeah, I think that um, for clearance, a guy that I think can be All American quality before his senior year, or yeah. not like by his senior year. I think yeah. I think especially the way he's trending, like he's right there with some of the best guys in the country. So let figure it out, Jared. I like watching you wrestle. I like watching you throw guys, too. Yeah. Okay. For sure. So everyone has Sasso Sa- plus three. Sam? Yeah, I got Sasso plus three. Uh, So before the season, I picked Brayton Lee to win NCAAs, and that was pretty bold. Um, it was a bold pick. <sighs> I I got yelled at by Sammy Sasso, and he yelled I'm at you? going with him all the way. Oh. Somewhat. Yeah, I was proud, actually. I was pretty proud. So, Sammy, a, if you're listening, you made me uh, proud for yelling at me. But okay. anyway, uh, I think I'm going to I'm take I'm, – he's been making me feel confident uh, just the way he's been wrestling. He knows how to win matches, and his his leg defense is so good. I don't know how anybody scores on him. Just so flexible, that far side. Um, I mean, I literally call it a sasso cradle, so it's hard for me to, like, describe it. But, like, when he reaches over and grabs the far leg and is able to pull it up into his chest – um, that's just so clean, and he gets that on so many people. Mm-hmm. I could really see this match opening up into a major. Um, his his back point potential from that defense is is so high. The thing is, Verclaren doesn't shoot much, so it's going to be really hard for Sasso to get to where he is best. Um, so I'm going to go with Sasso decision. I could see it I could see it opening up into a major, though. Jude, what well, are you doing? I think I'm nothing. I'm looking at my phone. I think yeah. Sammy needs Sammy needs to yell at you again because you just picked the decision. You didn't give him any credit. You talked about a major and then didn't give it to him. No, I'm 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 not gonna. I'm saying he's not gonna get the major because Jared Verclaren won't open up into his offense, and so it's gonna well, be well, hard for him to open up into it. Um, yell at me all you want. Oh, yell at me all you want, Sammy. What? I'm gonna have to see it. Did you know Jared's yeah. ranked 17th right now? Mm-hmm. I did. did you know that? I didn't know that. Did. He went from unranked, it's not in the ranked, dock, number man. 17. He beat, he beat Cole Martin. Yeah, that's a good that, win. That moved him up. Good win. Okay. Any more 149 thoughts? 
I'm I not letting you. Good. No more thoughts. No more thoughts allowed. Uh, okay, 157. It's Bo Pfeiffer. It's Elijah Cleary. Hey, is it Pfeiffer or Pfeiffer? Pfeiffer. There's okay. no. Uh, it's not. It's not spelled P H I P H E R. It doesn't make sense to me at all. But people have said it before, so I don't know. Okay, thanks, guys. <laughs> um, okay, they're both unranked. Um, and Jacob Hughley, I probably know who you're gonna say. It's probably gonna be Elijah Cleary oh, yeah. because you, so you love to, to not. Even though they're both, <laughs> they're both. Two and six against common opponents. It's the Buckeye all day, man. Come on. Elijah Cleary is 13 and 10 on the season. Um, and Bo Pfeiffer is 9 and 11. Now, you guys, probably not crazy mathematicians, but one of those records is in the positive <laughs> and one's in the negative, right? Ah, so man. I'm going to take the dude that actually has a winning record. Um with a uh, 56%, 57% actually, You're a uh, teacher, winning percentage. I am. Uh, and uh, Gosh, he's really going to do us like yeah, that, Sam. We should just I kick am. him off the podcast. You got to take it from the expert. He's, uh, call, he's calling out teach? us homeschoolers. I teach, uh, I teach math one and math two. So a lot of algebra and geometry and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. But, uh, nice. yes, uh, I'm going to take the Buckeye here. I think this is another match that, that is, you know, like we were saying earlier, the duel is going to hinder us. You know, it, it, it's crazy that guys like Heinzelman, Cleary, Pfeiffer, Meredith, those are the guys that are going to be this duel, right? Not Mark right. Hall, Vincenzo Joseph, you know, Colin Moore. The, these are the guys that are going to be deciding the duel. Um, and, you know, in this one, like I said, I'm taking Cleary. He's got a winning record. I think this is a pick 'em. It could go either way. Um, but you know, I'm gonna go with Cleary by Since decision. Pick 'em. I'm picking Pfeiffer because it's a pick 'em. Because I gotta lean Penn State. It's yeah. it's just no bias here. Um, obviously, I mean, we saw so Garrett Model. So uh, here's an interesting. So against Wisconsin, Garrett Model majored him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I believe he majored Pfeiffer. Uh, which we weren't expecting. I thought it was going to be close. That's what I I picked. Um, Did but you pick Pfeiffer? I picked Pfeiffer because well, I thought it was going to be Sharon Brock. I thought it was going to be Sharon Brock, but Garrett Model mm. came out like a like a barn on fire. I'm not a barn on fire. Barns don't move. Uh, that's, like that's a like yeah. like a cat on fire. How about this? Cats on fire probably move very like fast. Like a beagle that's backed into a porcupine. Oh, that would probably go Ooh. pretty fast. Is that a Southern uh, expression, Sam? Learned it from the Andy Griffith Show. Uh, I love the Andy Griffith Show. Except it's a hound dog. It's a hound dog to back into a pork butt. Yeah. Okay. It's a hound yes. dog. Nice. Um. <laughs> but I think that I don't think that was Piper looking bad. I think that was Garrett Model looking really good because Garrett just attacked the whole time. I don't think this is anything off of Piper. I think that was a uh, raising of of models stock more than anything. Um, so I think that I'm gonna take Piper plus three here. Brings it up to Penn State ten, Ohio State three because we skipped forty one. I will say so. I'm not I'm not like Penn State hating here at all when I say this, but Piper has kind of really disappointed me. Um, you know, the first I heard. Yeah, honestly, was 
Southern Scuffle last year, right? Mm-hmm. Was that last year? Southern Scuffle yes. made the finals, right? As, yeah. You know, as as the backup makes the finals with Nolf, and I'm thinking, wow, this is awesome. The future is really bright here, even when Nolf leaves. They've got um, some good depth. And, yeah, and and. I was I was excited to see him, and I was thinking this year when this year came around, I'm like, all right, cool, Piper is the for sure starter, um, and then it's just not been that way. You know, he's been fighting for a spot at 49, 57, and has not really done great. You know, and so I I just I expected more from him. You know? Yeah. Well, it's hard because I'm pretty sure he's uh, a sophomore or or a junior. I, I th- I'm pretty sure he's an underclassman. I could be so wrong. Um, yeah. But also, like, he had to step up this year, right? He was he wrestled as as Joseph's backup the past couple years, and he had to make a descent and cut. Um, and people are counting on him, right? Because now they're like, hey, we need we need the guys who maybe aren't the the national champs. We need you guys to step up and and get us team points. And so there's probably some pressure on him. Um, and you know. I think this is going to be something that Pfeiffer is going to have to figure out for himself, and I don't know if we'll ever be able to to put a label on like how good he is because only he really knows how good he is, right? right. Yeah, well, he's actually a redshirt junior, so he's been in college for four years. Hmm, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Delete yeah, the episode. Uh, ah, it's over. Um. All right. Well, let's move off of that one because wait, did did we get Sam's pick? Sam, no. give your pick. No. I'm with Cleary. I'm I pretty much word for word agree with uh Jacob here. Piper's been a disappointment really this last season to oh, me. Uh, I had so mean. I just so repeated exactly like what that? Jacob said. Yeah. Yeah, but you're well, Sam you know. and he's Jacob. Alright. Uh he has <laughs> Take not it from the met, expert, man. He has not met my expectations for this season. And uh, like I, I felt like he could be a good uh, replacement for Bergy, and uh, obviously he's not going to live up to what Bergy's what what Bergy can do. Um, but I thought he's going to be I thought he's going to be better than he is, and uh, he's just not living up to it. Cleary's been looking good this season. Cleary's been looking pretty good. Um, tight one with Caleb Young, which a lot of people wrestle tight ones with Caleb Young, but you know. He's been he's been wrestling pretty well, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him take this take this win. Let me let me add up my score, see what we got so far. Okay. Um, Who? Uh, so we're skipping forty one. Yeah. Have has anybody heard anything about Bergie? I'm hearing concussion. Uh, well, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm hearing. But... I actually probably shouldn't say what I'm hearing, just in case Penn State people get mad at me. Zip lips. <laughs> Stop doing that to us, man. Sorry. Like, just just either don't say anything at all or tell well, us. Well, I I'm not very smart. All right, I <laughs> I speak before I think. You're that guy that's constantly like, oh, I know something, but I'm not gonna tell. No, you. I'm not. It's not that. It's I know something. I'm just you don't know. Yeah. Okay, we're just gonna go to 65 now. Uh, <laughs> I think my score is 10 10 to four right now, or 10 to three. Ten to six, because you're picking Heinzelman, right? I picked Heinzelman. Oh. Whoa! Ah, I... Spoilers! You can't say that. You can't. You can't uh, put forty ones pick numbers in there. I didn't put forty ones in there. Yeah, dude. I think you're pick right now. You're picking Heinzelman, Sasso, Cleary. So. 
Oh. Oh. This makes me not happy at all. So, right now. Not... Hold up. Now I'm not. Right now. Not right happy. now I have oh. it. You're right. Ten, ten to four, Ohio State. Now Calm I'm sad. Down. Now I'm really mad. Calm down. Why? Are you okay? I was. I was. <sighs> Never mind. It's okay. Now I'm sad. Uh, Just go I'm with the, it again. With the dang, I did it again. Again. Go with the dang 165. All right. Let's go 165. So talking about starting at. 165. Um, yeah, Vincenzo Joseph, number one guy in the country. Uh, you know, undisputed, just took out uh, Alex Marinelli uh, <laughs> last week or the week before. Great match. Um, he's gonna be ha- he's been going up against number 14, Ethan Smith. Um, Ethan Smith has been ranked a lot higher than 14 this season. Um, yes. Maybe as high as sixth. Is he sixth or eighth or something like that? Um, yeah, it's gotta be. You know he. Ethan Smith, four-time Ohio State Ohio State champion, um, oh. and he I, he's been wrestling great this year. You know, he's a guy that's been kind of fighting to get in the starting lineup over the last couple of years. Um, I think he finally found his spot at 165. He looks good. He's he's got pop. He's you know he's beating top guys. He he took out David McFadden earlier this year. Yeah. Um, you know he he's beat a lot of high-level guys. However. It's not going to happen this weekend. Um, sorry. Vincenzo Joseph. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. But uh, Vincenzo Joseph, so I, I will be one to admit, I have not been the biggest of, of, of Vincenzo over the last couple of years just because I, he's one of those guys where I feel like, you know, he, he obviously wins the matches, but, like, I think there's more there that he can give, right? You know, he'll win matches where – you know, it's a couple point win, and I'm thinking he should be the guy out here majoring people or teching people, pinning mm-hmm. people. Um, not like he doesn't, but it, it, I just feel like he kind of got comfortable for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and this year, I've seen him really putting forth that extra effort. I don't know if it's like senior year, last ride, or what, but he's really kind of been putting it on people. Uh, I mean, it, he beat the crap out of Evan Wick last week. Um, that was, that was messy. Yeah. I expected the win, you know, I expected the win, but I expect, you know, like a, like a five, two or something. Um, I thought Wick was a terrible matchup for him. Everyone does. I think (laughs) the meatball versus the spaghetti, the meatball, the spaghetti. I just expected body shaming. (laughs) They're just different people. (laughs) Keep going. Uh, just called a two-time national champion a meatball. That's so his nickname. Really, That's what we call him. That's, I, no, his nickname, is, his nickname is I Captain Smooth. I hope he's listening, and I hope that next time you guys have a dodgeball game or oh, whatever over there. One time he hit oh, me in the I chest, he I thought my ribs broke. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know, with that, I, I I was really going back and forth this week. I was really wanting to pick just a, major, uh, just a decision because I – I have a lot of respect for Ethan Smith, but at the end of the day, it's just, it's again, no shade towards Ethan Smith. It's 100% what I've seen from Vincenzo over the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, beating Marinelli, demolishing Evan Wick. I, I think that he's on a rampage and I think that it's going to culminate in another national title. So I, you know, I'm going to pick Vincenzo by major decision. I'm in the same boat. Vincenzo plus four uh, for all Me the too. reasons listed above. Great radio. 
174. Uh, it's Mark Hall, and it is. I'm sorry, it's in the dock. Caleb Romero. Caleb Romero. I blanked. Wow. What's Bad his rating? Rating. What's his rank right now? Seven. What do we have in the dock? Seven. Seven. So interesting thing. Mark Hall just went up against Devin Skatska, who was ranked number eight. Right. And I believe he beat him like seven to four. Really? Um, pretty, yeah. Pr- pretty, good. Skatska is good. It was a pretty close decision as far as he goes. But we've we've seen Mark Hall have close decisions. Like he he always has close ones with Amin. He has close ones with Mike Mikey Labriola. He has close ones with. You and know, not last time. Not last time. But like historically. He gets a, he gets his hand raised, but he does have close matches. Um, so I don't think it's absurd to pick Hall plus three here, but I think that if the match is going to be as close as you guys think it's going to be, I think he's going to go out guns blazing, try to get four. Also, every time he's been in the BJC, I think he's gotten a pin. I think he's gotten two pins in oh, the dear, BJC. That's an interesting sack. Yeah. That's interesting. Because yeah. I remember – really. What was it? It was it was against I Iowa. Yeah, it was Iowa last time he was in the BJC. Chenzo just lost. He goes out there and hits this vicious headlock. You know, thirty seconds into the match, gets the pin. That. He walks he walks off. Bo runs out, hits another headlock, and gets a pin and runs out. It was I so just interesting stat. He's zero for two in Carver, but he might be two and zero in BJC. So. Well, if you want to talk about throws, he's 0 for throws against Michael Kimmer. So, <laughs> wow. Uh, even though it was a bomb, it just didn't work out for him. It was a bomb. Yeah, but uh, throws against Michael Kimmer. <laughs> All right, I thought didn't know this was Ohio State podcast uh, or Iowa podcast. It, it is not. It is Ohio State. Um, you know the. The Buckeyes are are doing well in this duel for me so far. I, you know, I'm obviously going to take Mark Hall. Uh, I'm going to take Mark Hall by major decision here. I think that he's really trying to get back on track after that loss to Michael Kimmer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I like Romero a lot, but I think Romero's kind of a one trick pony. Um, you know, he's not. There's not much there on top. Um, and when he's on his feet, it's just that double. Um, you know, he's got a really good, like, Burroughs double leg, uh, but he's not going to hit that on Mark Hall. Um, Mark Hall's hits are really good. Yeah, he's not going to he's not gonna get close to, to finishing that at all. Um, and I, I can see Mark Hall scoring bunches of points. Major decision. However, I will say that if there – I didn't – any pins in this duel. But if there is one, I can see it being here, right? I can see this being – you know, the duels coming down to the end, maybe the score is pretty close. Uh, you know, the seniors trying to get extra points for his team. Um, I could have pick it. I'm going to pick major decision, but I, I will say that I could see a pin here. I could see it mm-hmm. happening. So mm-hmm. I can see it as well. All right, Sam, do you have thoughts? Yeah, I'm going uh, Mark Hall, obviously, but I'm going decision. Uh, I think Cam Romero is really good at wrestling guys tight. And Mark Hall sometimes accepts that. Uh, I think a guy like Nick Lee, he can wrestle uh, maybe like a Max Mirren type of guy who slows the match down and, and wrestles tight matches. Um, but I think Mark Hall can, can kind of let that happen to him. So like what I was saying is Nick Lee, wrestling a guy like Max Mirren, he'll still open it up and score as many points as he can. And like he'll, he can get bonus points. I'm feeling like Mark Hall... 
wrestling one of those wrestling a tight guy, he'll go with him and he'll wrestle a tight match and try to sneak <laughs> out a couple takedowns. Um, and I can see that happening. Caleb Romero is a tough guy, and uh, yeah, I- I'm taking the decision on this match. Yeah, like I said, like he's historically had close matches with a lot of top ranked yeah. opponents, so wouldn't wouldn't be absurd to see it. Um, all right, let's go 184. Uh, this we one's have fun. Four weights. Let's go. It's Aaron Brooks. I like that guy. Versus Rocky Jordan. Rocky Jordan. I like him too. And and you forgetting to to give the uh, the listeners the rankings, man. Come on, Aaron Brooks yes, number eight, Rocky Jordan number twelve. Uh, I worked hard on these rankings. This this oh, my Jacob, lunch. I took my lunch today updating these rankings. Come on, man. Wow, I'll do better. I'll do better in the future, bud. Um, all right. I think I'm gonna take Aaron Brooks by three here. You know, just like we said, he had that tough loss to Taylor Vence earlier in the season, and you know. It's like a, uh, a flip switch, right? You know, he got a, a, a very dominant win against Abe Asad. He got a nice you win against Johnny Taylor Sebastian. Abe Asad, yeah. Um, Rocky Jordan. Rocky Jordan. Oh, man. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think, you know, they're both – they both wrestled similar opponents in Abe Asad and Taylor Vance and stuff like that. Um, but I think that I'm going to go with Aaron Brooks here. I think he has a little more offense. I think he's a little more dynamic. Um, I think it might be close, but I like like a, I think it'll be a decisive decision, if that makes any sense. Yeah. 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 All right. What you guys? What you guys got? So I will go next because I am the other way. Um, this is, I think this is one of the, for me, this is the most pivotal match of the duel. Um, I said, mm-hmm. you know, there were obviously other swing matches. You know, Heinzelman. Leary for me were both swing matches, but in my mind, I also kind of view them both as the favorite. Um, and, and so this match right here, though, is where I'm thinking that if Ohio State's going to win the duel, they need one. Um, yeah. There's obviously another really big match at the end we're going to talk about, um, but you know, I think they need this one if they're going to win the duel. Um, and I. I can see it going either way, man. I mean, these guys are both very talented freshmen having very good years this year. Um, Aaron Brooks is 10 and one. Uh, Rocky Jordan is 27 and six. Uh, And, you know, they've had kind of crazy results, right? You know, some of them, you know, Brooks has beaten some guys that, that uh, Jordan has, has lost to and, you know, vice versa. And so, I think it's it's a really hard one to pick, and I can't I can't really figure out how the styles match up, honestly. Um, looking at it, it's been kind of confusing to me. Um, but I do think that Rocky is kind of rounding into form um, and getting a little bit better. Yeah, he just did he he did just take a loss um, uh, to Owen Webster of Minnesota, uh, to Abisad of Iowa, um, but. He also has that Taylor Venn's win on his resume, um, whereas Brooks's resume that is a loss. Um, so, you know, looking at that, I'm I'm looking at the highest caliber guy that they've both wrestled. Um, Taylor Venn's returning All American, Rockies Jordan won, Aaron Brooks didn't. I could see it going either way, but if the Buckeyes want to win, they got to win this one, and I have no problem picking a Jordan. I'm sorry, so I'm, I'm gonna go Rockies Jordan by decision. I think I'm gonna actually. I think using the Taylor Venz clause is probably – it's not very good because Taylor's taken 
several losses this season. He's been having a little bit of a a, a down year. You know, he was he was right there at the national tournament last year. He was looking really really good, and he comes oh. out this year and he's taking losses to you know, um, was it Cam Caffey and Rocky Jordan? All like, American low, threat. Yeah, but like lower ranked guys that you wouldn't expect you know a, a title or a finalist contender to be up against, right? Well, he Maybe. also yeah. almost stole one from Zahid, so he know, did. It just yeah, depends but on who he started up. up here, and he has consistently been declining as the season's progressing. And I don't know what that's due to, but his results aren't really lying because he has taken losses to guys much ranked like much lower than he has, um, and that's disappointing because I'm a big Taylor Venz guy. You know, he came out there and. He tried to hammer Zahid. Like, that match was so awesome. That was like week one of of uh, stinking college wrestling. Um, yeah. But, you know, so I don't think uh, the, his loss here really has a mu- as much effect as his win over Brooks. I don't think it's as a transitive as we've seen because he's taken other losses. I'm sorry. That was, that was a lot of verbal vomit. That's all right. I'm in between you guys. I'm I'm right down the middle. I'm taking Brooks. Uh, I was this weekend. I was at Wildwood, and uh, one of the guys on my team, Carter Neves, uh, is an eighth grader at Graham, and he is he's really really good, and uh, and he's big, so he's wrestling with Rocky Jordan a lot, and Micah Jordan in the St. Paris Graham room. And the stories he was telling me about just Jeff Jordan and, like, the, the Jordan family at St. Paris Graham and, and how big wrestling is to them, um, especially, like, it's this close to to their duel where Rocky Jordan is really going to get tested against a guy like uh, Aaron Brooks uh, really, really makes me want to um, change my pick. But uh, especially after watching... Um, Rocky knockoff Taylor Venz. I think this match is great. I think Rocky Jordan is just so technically sound in so many positions, and he's so powerful. Um, he's going to present some problems to Aaron Brooks. But, man, Aaron Brooks gets it done when he needs to. Dude, and, uh, he also – Rocky lost to Owen Webster, and like, yeah. three weeks ago, and Aaron majored Owen Webster, like, two nights ago. So yeah, there, I, there's some transitive property stuff that, that would confuse you if you dive into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with Jacob, though. I don't – I am really curious to the technique stuff here. Like, I don't I – can't, I can't look at this matchup and, like, their styles and go, yeah, this is going to favor Brooks in this position and then this position is going to favor Jordan and this is where these guys are going to get – like, I can't see that. I can't try to look at their stuff and, and see that they're just – they're really different styles in some ways. In some ways, they're really similar styles. And maybe we can get Mike Mao to, to give us a breakdown on that. But yeah. um, I'm going to take Brooks. He's, uh, he's favored to win this one. Uh, but, again, I don't feel very confident in it. Yeah, I think that one of the big things for me, like you're kind of saying, is on the feet, I don't really – I don't know. Like it could go either way. You know, I could right. see Rocky – I could see Rocky getting that single on Brooks, and I could see Brooks, you know, w- with a double. You know, I, I could see it going both ways in the on the feet. So that will be interesting, and that will probably end up 
you know, obviously whoever ends up on the feet winning is going to probably win the match. Um, but another thing that kind of swung the match for me was um, Rocky Jordan. Top, you know, I, I all the Jordan brothers are good on top, um, and I can I can see I can see a riding time point here. You know, I, I don't yeah. think that it's nothing against Aaron Brooks on bottom. I think that he, you know, obviously is awesome and is well equipped to get out on bottom. But you know freshman year still kind of getting into college um you know sometimes it's hard to get out against these high level guys and uh when you got a guy that is also high level on top like rocky jordan is um you know i can see a riding time point here so that's kind of what the only time i think the only way a riding time point is given here if 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 there's a takedown or reversal it's like it's not going to be one off this guy choosing bottom and this guy uh riding him out yeah um I, both of those guys are really good at putting on a ride. I don't think either one can turn each other. Um, no. But it, both guys are pretty solid at putting on a, a good long ride. That was a great um, ride up that um, Brooks had against Assad, where yeah. he would hook the ankle, and every time Assad stepped that far leg up, he'd reach across and pick the ankle and drive him back down to the hip. Like, all this work of, like, coming all the way had, back up. I had flashbacks of uh, Mark Hall's Zahid at Rec mm. Hall. Yeah. That was what he it's, did, like, the whole match. It was like ride. he sat on the ankle and he he fought on this side. It's like the Penn State ride. It's kind of uh, – I've talked about this before. Penn State shares their techniques within the teams so well. Yeah. Like um, Neville's shows up there, and uh, Jason Nolf came was pretty good at this in high school, but both guys were really good at this in high school in the overcaller position, mm-hmm. and it trickles down to everybody. Like now Shaq is there all the time, and Chenzo uses that a bunch. And like Chenzo's inside trip melted off onto everybody. Um, melted I off. Think, I made that. I made that tour. Interestingly, term, I don't think that the I liked it. The ride. You like it? Like the, the ankle hook ride. I don't think that's necessarily like one guy's technique. I think that I think that's a Casey Cunningham thing. I think that's we just do. a thing that they do. Yeah. Well, I know we do that at M2 too, and M2 is a lot of Penn State Penn State technique because right, it's run by right. David Taylor and Eric Thompson and Mark McKnight, who all go to the NLWC every day. Um, so it's. Uh, it's an interesting technique. Also, question: my my high school coaches and I talk about this often, but is it stalling to sit on that ankle? No, not inherently. No, no. I don't think not so. inherently. No, I you don't can think make so. it stalling. Really? Oh, of course. Yeah, you make anything stalling. Right. But like, not inherently. It's the the thing they're saying is that these guys are not working to score. And then there's two arguments to that. One, how do you know what their intention is? You can't decide what their what their thoughts are. They might be working to score or not. The second okay, one but is by that logic, you can't call anything stalling then, or like any non-specific. Right. Well, rule it's, it's always subjective. That's the right. that's the thing with stalling, and that's why it's such a hard call to get because it's an always subjective call. Uh, the second thing is getting worse. Yeah, people yeah. are gaming the system. I think it's kind of weird, too. In that position, for me, I think if it's stalling or not kind of depends on the upper body because yeah. sitting on the ankle, like, obviously, you know, impedes the guy on bottoms getting out. But that's the whole point of being on top, right? And so if the guy is sitting on that ankle and his upper body, you know, his arms aren't doing anything, then it's going to – it's stalling. You know, if you're just sitting on that ankle, just sit on it. But, you know, if he's got – you know, a spiral going or a claw or something where he's actually also holding the upper body down, then no, I mean, it's, it's a mm-hmm. ride. It's, it's, it's fine. So, mm. 
It's interesting. Maybe this should be a, a topic for the podcast. So yeah. we don't have to dive into this. But think about the difference between a ride and an active like attempt to score. Yeah. And as your your responsibility as the top wrestler is to work for points. You yeah. know? That's well, what you're supposed talk, to be doing. So we can it's talk just about uh if if we should keep the writing time point or not. I mm. think that's a kind of a, a topic that's come up recently. Here's what we should do. Listen to this. You can keep you can have the riding time point if you score back points during the match. It'll be just like a like a like a, a five point tech fall, right? You only get a five point tech fall if you score riding points during the match. Otherwise, it's a four point tech fall. Um, so not riding points. I mean back points. Um, so you have to. That I think that would be a really really interesting thing if you want to get that extra point. You gotta gotta get a set, even a two count. But something we can talk about another time. Let's move on to this is the third time we've seen this match, I believe. But 197, Colin Moore versus Shakur Rashid. And um, I think we're pretty overwhelming, overwhelmingly uh, Colin Moore here. Yeah. Except you don't have a major. Uh, Jacob and I have majors. Yeah, um, I think that Shakur's been able to keep it close with Colin in the past. And I think that he will have a game plan not to get majored. Um, so, you know, obviously he's going to go and try to win, but I think that Shakur is going to be prepared not to give up lots of points, especially if the match is coming close. So, um, but this is an interesting thing for me. So I, we've been watching Shakur. He, he made a comeback or not a comeback, but he made his return to the, to the mat this season and hasn't been delivering the same amounts of of wins and point scoring that he's been known for. You know, he was off for an injury a really long time. Um, ever since last year, it's been the same injury that's bothering him. And, um, and we know that he's not a worse wrestler. Like he still has the skill and ability, but it's clear to when you watch him that there is mental blocks going up in his head and he's, he's having trouble um, working his things that he's known for. And that's got to be really demoralizing to, you know, to be, go out there and be this funky guy who can slap on cradles, who can ride guys into the ground, who can score a lot of points. It'd be really exciting. And you're going out there and the stuff you're trying isn't working. And you, yeah. and, you know, that's just demoralizing. And you're like, I'm taking losses to guys. I'm, I can't trust my knee. What's happening to me. So, yeah. but you know, so every win he gets, it's I, – I don't know what it's like in his head. But you, I can only imagine it's just a little bit more confidence. Yeah. Every time he's on the mat and he, he, he gets a win, it's more confidence. Getting back into the his, his groove. Yeah. And so I think that a, a match like this against Colin Moore, who's so dominant right now on the college scene, I, I don't think it's going to do him any good, especially like bringing him back. And like I, I don't know where it would set him back, but the fear would be – it, this would cause him to work backwards against his, you know, mental progression. Um, uh, this is just that's just something I've been thinking about. I don't know if it'll happen or not. Nobody knows. Only Shakur yeah. Rashid knows. This is something that he's got to work through. Um, no, it's so, a very interesting so. aspect of the sport in general, and in sports in general, is coming back from an injury. Um, right. I, I think that, especially that ACL, like that's definitely something that that weighs on your mind coming back. Because you know, 
for for months and months your your knee has basically not been stable and when you've moved it a certain way it's hurt it's kind of you know pulled out of joint and you know whatever Scary. that feeling is you know i've never torn my acl so i don't know that feeling um but i summer after my freshman year in high school i uh i broke both my ankles and my arm at the same time and so um yeah oh, man. i had nine nine surgeries on my right ankle and I still can't move it or bend it or anything like that. And I'll tell you from my experience, which is obviously not an ACL, but, you know, also having an injury that's, you know, even, you know, what is it? Nine, nine years later, still affecting me every day. Like it's definitely something that weighs in your mind every time you wrestle. Um, because it's, you know, it's not like before where you kind of had like no holds bar mentality, just throwing caution to the wind. Um, you know, now, even even as healed as my ankle has gotten, when people grab it, when we wrestle, you know, I wrestle in the room with my guys all the time. When people grab it, there's still that kind of like hesitant, like, is this going to hurt kind of feeling going on? Yeah. Um, and, and so that's definitely something that's going on with Shakur. Um, and I don't blame him for it. I mean, that's that's natural. It's really hard to get that mental edge all the way back. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, when I look at this matchup, you know, Calmore's two and zero against Shakur Rashid. Um, both of them have been just decisions, um, but with that kind of mental, um, you know, block. I don't. It's not a block because he's getting through it. Like you're saying, he's getting better every time he mm-hmm. gets he gets out there. Um, but when you the setback. Yeah, with that mental setback he's got going on right now, I'm gonna take and how good Colin Moore's looked. Um, I'm gonna take Colin Moore by decision. Um, I mean. Just there's just multiple factors that are going into that. I don't think that that it's a crazy runaway match for Colin Moore, but I think that we don't really have an optimized Shakur Rashid. Um, and you know, it also depends on what flavor lollipop he's sucking on. Right <laughs> so it, uh, it depends. Wow. Well, we'll see. But uh, I, yeah, I got Colin Moore by decision. Or uh, major. You're a lot nicer. You're a lot nicer to Shakur Rashid than you were last time. Yeah, yeah you were. Well. You trashed him last time. He's growing you, on me. Uh, is he? Is he now? Yeah. What's your favorite flavor, lollipop? Uh, cherry. Easy. Ooh, cherry's a really good one. Sam, yeah, go. Um, I, th- I think it's. I think I like lemon. Okay. All right. Uh, Interesting. Oh. Oh. Uh, I'm a big. I like grape. Give me the grapes. I like I like the great dum dums. Oh, first of all, I always get the the mystery dum dums. Take them off. Ooh, I'm a. Then... I can't do that. Mm. I gotta know. You gotta know. Yeah. All right. This has been lollipop hour. Yeah. Home lollipop hour followed by gas tank or uh, uh, right after the gas tank hour we had earlier. Um, hey, you know, it looks she... like we're coming right back around to yeah, that gas tank. Yeah, we gotta jump up to the gas tank. She has all that, but uh, you know, we can talk <laughs> yeah. about both those things. But jumping up, so did we get? Did we get Sam? Your pick. Uh, so I'm taking uh, I'm taking Colin Moore by major decision. Colin Moore major decision. That's not absurd. It's not absurd at all. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I Whoa. appreciate I appreciate your approval. Okay. Um. Hey, quick shout out to my guy. Jace Rosencrans on uh, on Instagram because Sam did an Instagram post 
which had our our, our Google Doc, <laughs> and he said, "Who do you agree with most?" And Jace replies to the story and says, "Jude, Team Jude." Well, All if you want to say that, we, <laughs> we also got a yeah, we also got to throw out a shout out to our man. Is it Dyson Gould? Ooh, yeah, Dyson. Dyson. Uh, I yeah, Dyson. Well, our man I love Dyson. fighting with him about stupid He's... things. He's the best. Ah, dude, That's I'm really growing to like him a whole lot. Yeah, well, uh, we, we gotta have him on. Tune into Wrestling one. Recess. Tune yeah. into Wrestling Recess on PA Power. PA Power. He's doing a great job Shout over there. We gotta have him on one over here though, because you know he just <gasps> commented awesome. also on the same Instagram post and said that he agreed with me the most. So, um, you know, we've had a lot. Whatever, whatever you think, you know, I, I always got somebody too. So, you know. Yeah, we all we all got somebody. Guys, we love our fans. We love you all. You guys are really fantastic. Okay, <laughs> we gotta get through this, guys. Two eighty five. It's Seth Neville's. It's Gas Tank Gary. Mm-hmm. Question: Will Gas Tank Will Gas Tank Gary's um Will he take a stop at the gas station and pick up some big snacks and and fuel up his car and get away? Um, or Will Big Snacks be the one putting wow. the price on the gas? And you tried. <laughs> you really tried. I had to, um, it's just, you got to think like gas station and you buy snacks at the gas station. It's just, I'm just yeah, tired. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's a different podcast, man. Different but, podcast. Uh, yeah. We, uh, so you guys can back me up on this. When we first originally sent the doc out, I had Gas Tank Gary in all caps. I was <laughs> like, firmly going with Gas Tank. And then, you know, because I, the way I did the score out, you know, I, I knew that Ohio State was going to have, you know, one upset somewhere. Um, and so. But you picked two. I, <laughs> I was going to call you out uh, for that. I was like, why did you pick Gas Tank Gary here? What, where's the second one? The one we uh, have? Rocky Jordan. About? Well, Rocky, uh, yeah, well, I didn't pick Gaston Gary. So I ended uh, up going with uh, with Neville's by decision. Uh, but I picked Gaston Gary originally, and I I was just – I was so into the Gaston Gary, um, you know, persona, and I was wanting it to happen. But then when I sat down and looked at it, I was like, mm, Rocky Jordan is way more of a likely match. Yeah. You know, He's way more of a likely victor out of yeah, the two. Yeah, you're gonna pick matchups. one. Uh, and so, you know, I kind of had to, had to, had to put a gas tank in the back seat to uh to keep my credibility. But uh, you know, I'm gonna take Neville's by just the decision. But, I think so but too. the gas tank, gas tank makes a strong comeback in the third period. Oh, <laughs> great question. Does gas get Tank Gary's dad throw shirts? Into the stands at Rec Hall, or not Rec Hall, BJC. I think Gas Tank Gary's dad tries to give Kale a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Just like walks up, he's like, you know, here, take it. Like That's right what Tuesday before the match. Kale Sanderson wearing Gas Tank Gary's shirt in the duel. Oh. Gas Tank Gary. That'd be comes like the in biggest troll of all time. T-shirt we gun from the headlines. top of BJC and just shoots it all the way down, lands right on top of Kale's bald head. Mm. We takes we it off. We could call our we could call our uh, segment Monday website toppers. There we go. <laughs> to, totally yeah. like. Why do we just have to copy everything Flo does? Let's be a home. We don't. Advantage. It's completely different. It's completely right. different. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. 
Well, I, I think we're all taking Seth Neville's by decision here. Yeah. Pretty decisive. Yeah. But I just want to talk about this match because we got to start getting to it. But at 141 pounds, number one versus number two, quite possibly Big Ten Finals and NCAA Finals uh, prequel. But Nick Lee versus Luke Pletcher, it's happening. We've never seen it before. Luke's been looking so dominant this season. Lee's been looking so dominant this season. What's going to happen? Sam Herring, go. <laughs> Nick Lee wins by decision. Wow. <laughs> Give me your reasoning, bud. Uh, I got to be honest. I don't have too much reasoning. I really have no idea what's going to go down <laughs> in this match. They both None wrestle so similar, so high-paced. They destroy everybody. I feel a little bit higher on Nick Lee, but I can't tell you why. Uh, I'm going to know after this match. Yeah, I think, first of all, it, it's very easy to say that Nick Lee and Luke Pletcher are head and shoulders above the rest of the guys. Oh, yeah. I don't see a possibility. I don't even see a possibility, honestly, where there's a different finalist. I think these are the guys that make the finals. Um, you know, obviously, it's hard to say that because we thought Myanmar was a lock for, for a championship last year, and he wasn't. Um, but, you know, I, I really do think that it's these two guys in the finals of, like you said, Big Tens and NCAAs. Um, for me, I actually kind of – this is one where I do see a path to victory. Um, I see Nick Lee coming out, taking a bunch of shots – I'm not taking a bunch of shots like like crazy. Not reckless. But I, not reckless no, not reckless. But I see that, you know, Nick Lee is very much an aggressive wrestler, and I see him coming out taking good shots. Um, but that's kind of where Pletcher thrives. Pletcher really thrives in those those like short offense go behind scenarios, um, and I think that you know with sometimes you know Nick Lee length that he has is obviously great, and if you have a guy that has length and is able to use that length, he's going to be very good. But it's going to be really hard getting on that short stocky frame of Pletcher, um, and I, I can definitely see. Um, Nick Lee shooting in on a good shot, you know, not a bad shot at all, a good shot, but I can see Pletcher stopping the shot with a go behind, um, you know, some kind of, it, it, I think it's going to be a one takedown match, right? I, I don't see this being a crazy match as seeing being like a three to two, um, but I see, you know, maybe in the third period when they're kind of letting it hang out at the end, Nick Lee taking a shot, Pletcher go behind, um, and I think that wins the match for him. So I got Pletcher by decision. Gosh, I hope not. These guys have just been so offensive all season long, and it would make me so angry. Yeah, I, I'm going to say angry because Luke Pletcher historically has gotten me really fired up with just how defensive he is, you know, and he wins all these really close matches, really boring, and, like, it just I, – I don't know. It just makes me mad. It has made me mad. It would infuriate me to no end if Pletcher comes out here and resorts back to – to old Luke Pletcher. I really oh. just hope I, that would, it would make me mad, but I really hope that he comes out there guns blazing and, uh, and they just have a shootout and it's just fantastic. I don't uh, think it's smart though. I don't think it's smart. If you're either of these guys to come out no, guns blazing, you know? no, well, this is the fan. Jude Swisher oh, says, I want them to just <laughs> kill each other. Oh, I would um, take each other at the same time. Take each other at the same time. Um, so Nick Lee, interestingly, doesn't look super strong compared to Luke Pletcher. Like, Pletcher no, just looks like a just a bull. Gorilla. A gorilla. Uh, but, and so, chin. you can think that 
something I have in my head, and I don't I don't even think this is an issue. I mean, it's obviously it could be, but does does Nick have trouble finishing on Luke because of Luke's hips and legs? Is that a, is that something no. in your mind? Not to me. I think Nick Lee is so crisp and clean and crisp, clean and quick on his finishes um, that he's just going to be able to get it. And I mean, we haven't seen too much like crazy defense from from uh, Luke Pletcher. He he won that amazing scramble against Real Woods at the beginning of the year. Really, I was just going to um, think about. That. I was just going to call back. Yeah, but like that's I don't know. I don't. I I still think either one of them gets in on the other one's legs and it's it's a finish. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Man. Uh, the more I think about this match, the more I, like I can get confused. Like, I can I can make myself think, yeah, Nick Lee for sure, and I can make myself think, yeah, Luke Pletcher for sure. I really don't know who's gonna win this one. I have a question. Do, whoever wins this match, do you think it's gonna be the same result at Big Tens? Yes. And at NCAA's. Yes. So you think whoever wins this is national champ at 141? I think it's a very unlikely situation, but there's no reason to predict otherwise. I am a big believer in this. I'm a huge believer in this. I, I, and this makes me mad when people predict. Uh, I've heard a few instances where I can understand it, um, especially with, like, the best two out of three series. Like, when someone goes, I pick him, but in three. It's like, no, if you think one guy's better, you think he's better. Um, and the only thing Every it comes time, yeah. Yeah. And that's how I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say if I think a guy's better, I think he's gonna be better every time. But right. I could I could see like a, a Kale Sanderson wizardry coming into game plan and I could see him literally trading. I could see Nick Lee taking this one, Pletcher and Big Tens and uh Lee and NCAs. I could see any combination of the three. I could see both of them going yeah. Oh and three I could see them both going two and one and yeah i could see it going any combination of it well so you have to agree that the more you wrestle a person like this happens you people get figured out oh yeah i'll figure out the things that happen so i don't think that saying oh seth gross beat rby here but i think rby will better adjust for the for the next match um i don't think that's absurd to say because i think that i don't think it's absurd to say but i don't like it's You're just, just counting Seth Gross. Of uh, course. Well, so that's what. What's that? Um, the book written by the the Chinese general, the the art of war, right? He says yeah. that your opponent will always get a say. Um, right. It's net. His your opponent will always get a say in what happens. So keeping that in mind, what are the picks? So, I yeah, first of all, lo- 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 like, I already said it. Like you said, I want to jump right back in on what Jude said. When, you know, when you play multiple times, sometimes you kind of do figure things out um, right. and it gets a little closer or maybe flips the other way. I think personally for me, it's I think that that scenario right there where it could possibly flip. I think that favors more Lee. I, do uh, too. I think I, I, do I do for, too. for sure, because I think that I can see, you know, Nick Lee being more dynamic the second time, you know, picking up new things or, or you know, figuring out how to finish a yeah. shot a little bit better. Um, I don't see, I, I could definitely see, like, I'm going to stick with Pletcher and I, I'm going to say that Pletcher is going to win the matchups, all three of them. Um, but I, I don't see it going the other way. I, if Lee wins the match, I think it goes three and oh, Nick Lee. I think, I, I don't, I don't think that 
nothing against Fletcher, but I don't think his style and, and body type and the way that he wrestles, I just don't see him making the adjustments to beat Lee right. if he loses. No, yeah, so. I, and all that, and all the wrestling that we've seen Luke Fletcher do, you know, this season, from last season to this season, has been the biggest change of his ever ever in his career. And all he did was start getting his hands locked on legs and realizing, wait, I'm actually really, really good at shooting and taking people down. Let's do this all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I agree with you. No, who is uh, – it comes down to who is more likely to make the adjustments and to change their style and to say what I did was wrong and here's how I got to fix it. And I think that I'm going to I'm gonna edge Nick Lee here. Um, yeah. So – but – Gosh, I could I could not even begin to pick the score. I think it's going to be decision, but I could I can't tell you what the score is. So I got an interesting question to pose to you guys both, um, real quick. Questions. So if um so I I said it at the beginning. I don't know if you guys agree with it or not, but I I, I said that I think Nick Lee, Luke Plush, two best guys in the country, um, head and above, head and shoulders above everybody else. I think they're the two in the final. And I don't really see there being anybody else that could sneak in the finals. With that being said, though, I'm looking at, you know, the flow rankings over um, who. So if there was a guy that snuck into the finals that was not named Lee or Pletcher, who do you guys got? Real Woods. Me too. Absolutely. Demas. Yeah. Really? You got Demas? Well, so, I mean, Demas obviously – like he's beaten Nick Lee. He beat him bad. Like yeah, that but is... he also struggled with Ian Parker yesterday or the day before. I just think that Demas's upside is very, very high. You know, obviously finalist caliber. Like he's beaten yeah. the, the guys that we've talking about. Um, so I think that I think that Real Woods is another good contender. Um, Chad Red's crazy. also pretty good too. Because I like Sam? real, I like real Woods against Pletcher, and I like Demas against Lee. I like, I'm not saying I'd, I'd pick them, but those Match are the ups, like yeah. matchups I like. If if it ends up where it's like Lee one seed, Pletcher two seed, um, Woods three, and Demas four, that would be awesome. What if you got a Woods Demas <laughs> finals? Oh, that would, would be that awesome. Would that be the biggest mind blower of like? I- I, I will say NCAA this. Term. Nobody would have predicted that. Nobody. I will say this, though. Like, even, like, if they get to the finals, whatever, I can only see Woods winning an NCAA title aside from Lee and Pletcher. I can't I, I can't see Demas winning it um, because even if Demas yeah. takes out Nick Lee, um, I, I don't think he beats Pletcher or vice yeah. versa. I just don't think he can run the gauntlet. I think real Woods can. Uh, I'm not going to predict that. I'm not going to say it's going to happen. Yeah. But I think that if there's another guy, I think it's him. It's a good Just question to ask. That was a great question, Jacob. Dude, if you would put that in the Twitter whenever we do a show, uh, we would have asked that. But full of them. Be a part of it. Full of them. Okay. All right, let's add up scores. Final score. Jude, I got PSU winning. <laughs> of course. It's kind of absurd. But I'm saying 27 to 6. Ooh. They're taking Meredith, RBY, Lee, Pfeiffer, Joseph, Hall, Brooks, and Neville's combined score. 100. All toss-ups are going uh, 
Penn State's way in your Gosh, your, well, yeah. it's yeah. not meant to be. It's just a pick 'em, guys. It's just yeah. supposed to be fun. They are pick 'ems. And, like, honestly, you know, I'm the other way. I got the Ohio State 19 to 16. Um, and, you know, our scores are really different. But, you know, like you said, those, those really three matches or four matches, I guess, Meredith Heinzelman, um, Cliff Pfeiffer, uh, Brooks, Jordan, and even Lee Pletcher are all pretty much pick em matches. So, like, yeah. <laughs> either way, whoever you pick in any of those, I, I don't fault you for it. You know, like, I, I could see all of them going both ways. So, mm. um, but I got 1916 Ohio State. Love it. Love all right. It. Uh, I got 2014 Penn State with like one match flips. Like, if Pletcher wins, uh, it's 17-17. If, mm-hmm. if uh, Roxy oh. Jordan wins, it's 17-17. So, like, I got it really close. Uh, yeah, but I think I think if it uh, – yeah, that's just hard. What would the criteria be? What's criteria two? I think it's first uh, – I think obviously, like, past unsportsmanlike stuff, I think it's um, pins. Well, yeah. and you're, you're picking no pins. So what would it be right. after that? I think it go, then goes to text and majors, I think. I It might be most matches won. And in that sense, I have it. Because you're six, picking two majors. and I have it 6-4, but if, if one of those flips, I have it. Then it'd be 5-5. Five, five. Five, five. Next, so, next criteria. It might just be major decision. Which you, But you're picking two and two. Oh, my oh, gosh. I don't no, even know. No, you're not. You're picking Hall for three. Yeah. Oh, so yes. Yeah. So okay. But, no, I got RBY. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, you're right. So, so I've got them right here. Uh, the first tiebreaker is greater number of victories. So, five. you know, who has one more? We got five, five. Combined yeah. total number of falls. So you there said is. there's no falls. Uh, total match points scored only from decisions, majors, and technical falls. So excluding pins, the total. That values Penn State, in my opinion. Or that, that helped Penn State. So I could see RBY racking up points. Same yeah. with I don't Hall see and Smith. Joseph. I agree. Yeah, yeah, and I could see more getting a major, but it won't be like a high point major. Like it'll be like a nine to one major. Yeah. And and I could see RBY scoring a seventeen to eleven major, or yeah. <laughs> no, seventeen to nine major or something like that. No pins. Interesting. I think it's I think it's weird that we don't really pick pins. Like you can't. There's no confidence in picking a pin, saying like, "Oh, I really think this guy's gonna go and pin him." Yeah, I didn't. I like Iowa duel. I picked Spencer Tech. Like I don't even remember the last time I picked a pin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been a while. All right. Hey, does that does that does that tickle your guys' itch? Are we done with this. Where this do you start, real quick? Where do you start forward? if you're Tom Ryan? Uh, if I'm Tom Ryan, I guess I'm starting at. I'll start at Colin Moore. I start at Moore, uh, and then you get this nice like starting off with a bang. You're going through. Heinzelman squeaks a win. Uh, RB it, D- Decatur wrestles close against RBY. Pletcher gets a win. Sasso gets a win. Cleary gets a win. You know. Yeah. Uh, you get I'm, like this I'm momentum going. I, I'm starting I 49. Ryan, yeah, I was going to say, I would say either 49 or 57 I'm starting. 
Well, because you're you're favored and you're probably favored in both 49 and 50. So yeah. opening up the duel in they're not in Rec Hall, right? They're in a Bryce Jordan Center. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the Bryce Jordan Center opening up in the Bryce Jordan Center with two wins and then leaving it up to the main event at the end where sure Tom Ryan and Kale Sanderson are both confident in their guys. But I would love if I'm Tom Ryan at Penn State, I would love nothing more than to see my duel come down to that end at one forty one. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, so. I I would if I were Tom Ryan like I would go fifty seven. That's 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 where I'm going. Uh, yeah, I know. Let, like, let Sasso when, close it out. Like that would help a lot in my opinion. Yeah, when I when I pick matches for you know my high school team, I definitely I always try to find where's the weight that I can start off with a win and end with a win. You know, I I want to have that Good open thought. and close. So. And if you're Kale, I start at eighty four. And he's gonna start at twenty five. That's just their thing. Yeah, but like yeah. if if you're Kale, like what benefits them the most is what I'm saying. I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're. I right. say eighty four. I think you're right too. Eighty four sounds good to me. Uh, I could see if you're Kale, I could see. Yeah. Ending with so. Joseph Hall's pretty nice. Pretty yeah. nice. All right, hey guys, we gotta wrap up this recording. It's been Hi. a long time. I'm very tired. Jude has a oh, bedtime. Time too, bedtime? So. Districts yeah. are coming up. Gotta compete. All, All right. right. Hey. hey, guys. Thanks for coming on and listening to our podcast. Thank you to Jacob Hughley. He's our really good friend. He does our fantasy wrestling uh, updates that we put on HMA Wrestling. It's playoff weeks. If you guys didn't, oh, yeah. uh, didn't know because I'm beating Sam in both of our <laughs> both in one and two. Oh, he's sad. Um, the trash talk. Man. Uh, you got to change I, your name, Sam. Something about lollipops and you'll win. Oh, it. no. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, uh, Jacob, are, are you in any, like, are you, you're not in any fantasy leagues with me, right? No. The, no. How, are you doing, How are you doing in yours? I bet you uh, got it. Yeah, I'm, I'm the one seed right now. Uh, I'm 13 and 2. And the only two matches I lost were week three and four, and both of them were one point, and both of them I had guys that I started that didn't wrestle. So, uh, uh, ouch. Yeah, I gotta be honest. Not I've, done, I've done nothing. I drafted my team. I haven't done anything. I I, I went back and I I drafted uh, Brooks and uh, Neville's and all these. I just went through the free agency and picked up guys who were doing well. Yeah. So uh, here, thing we like, if you're up, actually. If you're actually thinking about like how to win fantasy, you got to work the portal. You have to. You yeah. can't like yeah. have any allegiance to anybody. Right, and especially because you're not like, it's impossible to just predict who's gonna be good and who's gonna be bad from week one of the season. The weeks like it's like a twenty week season, so um, yeah. just gotta be willing to make adjustments and not stick with the team. All right, Definitely. guys. All right, that's hey. where we sign off. Thank you guys for listening to Home Advantage Wrestling Podcast. We will see you guys, who knows, maybe next week. Maybe the weekend. Uh, all right. Maybe from hey, we're sheets. looking for interviews coming out too. Uh, we're trying to set up a few, so stay tuned for that. I'll let you guys know with more details. Um, but that's it. I'm out. We're out.